0: of life's greatest questions is what happens to us after we die is death the end or a new beginning welcome to the Round Trip death podcast in this show we listen to firsthand accounts of people who have been clinically dead and return to talk about it we are here on the podcast today we've got Joe ran he is an award-winning journalist from Salt Lake City Utah and had an amazing experience uh, back in 2016 and joe welcome to the show
1: you know it's my pleasure i appreciate you asking me and uh i i feel like any opportunity i have to illuminate on probably the biggest question in the world i i have an obligation and responsibility so it's a pleasure to be with you
0: well i appreciate that and if you don't mind i'd love to just jump right into it tell me what led up to um, to your experience? I know you had a massive heart attack, but tell us what led up to that. And then let's just sort of chronologically go right through it.
1: Uh, really, I'd have to go back to 30 years because uh, uh, when we get up to this part where I'm in the hospital, the, the doctor realized that uh, from viewing my heart, that I'd probably it had heart attacks for 20 or 30 years prior to that and so i i had a history uh my a lot of uh, uh stressful situations in television uh, having 3 400,000 people at a time uh, watch you uh, can lead to that at the end of your work day and i enjoyed it but nevertheless uh stress built up with some uh, just natural factors in my body that uh, I began to feel pains as I ran and walked, and I'd always been in great shape. My doctor, the last couple of years before I had this uh, experience, would tell me, no, it must be, you know, you're in great shape. You're this and that. And so I, every, you you want to believe that, I did. Uh, but the last year or two, it got worse and worse. And the last, I was in a pickleball tournament about three, four months before, and I had to lay down on my back I was in pain uh, in the middle of the event. We won it, but uh, I didn't feel good. Clearly, the night before this happened, uh, I was. My son had just bought a house with his family, and we, all my other children and myself, went to visit him and to see this new place. And I just felt awful. And I didn't want to ruin it for anybody. I didn't tell anybody about it. I went up to a different room as I looked out over them and my family down looking at this outdoors of the house at this time. And I just prayed to God saying, uh, Heavenly Father, I, I know there's something the matter with me. Would thou please bless me? And I kind of walked back to my car and uh, didn't sleep much that night, Eric. And uh, as you can imagine, somebody on the cusp of death, as it turned out, Woke up early. We were to take a big trip, my wife and I to Arizona that day. And um and I didn't know how I was gonna do it. I woke up early and thought, well, I'll go play some pickleball and try to, you know, get, you know, see what I can do. And I played one game. And I felt uh less and less like I should even be on the earth. And at the end of my the game, I drilled a shot up the line and won it. My partner ran over to me to. Congratulate me, and I don't. I barely heard a word out of him. In fact, it was three or four months later before I even this person came up to me and said, "I can't believe, you know, what happened that day." And I said, "What do you know about <laughs> it? I didn't even know that it was him. I was that far gone." As I was walking off the court, I felt like I had uh, moon boots on. I could barely, I, I just kind of crawling, and I was just a zombie, and clearly, again, about to go. I started feeling pains throughout my body, including in my lower back. And I was just at that point, you're not sitting around thinking because I couldn't think. You're not, you know, again, somebody who's about to die is the worst possible condition they could be in. That's where I was. But I did hear a voice that saved my life. And the reason it did, it was it was a few few uh, short words and it was uh yell out nine one one. And with the last little bit of energy or breath, when when you're told, and to me, it was clearly the Holy Spirit that uh, the Christian world understands and recognizes. And when you hear that, and it was bold, I yelled it out as best I could. I didn't even know it was loud or not. It apparently was enough because before I even hit the ground, I was unconscious and not breathing. But the people who were around the courts, most of them thought, Oh, he's just joking, and i you know, kind of a joker at times. And but one man was no, he's not serious. He came and he he was uh, uh, recognized CPR and immediately began that. And uh, a group, they tell me, uh, I was there, but I wasn't there. They tell me a group of people uh, formed a circle and started praying as hard as they could out loud. Um, but the uh, the guy doing the the couple doing the uh, cpr on me two or three gentlemen were, were doing that um, having no luck whatsoever and they had timed it out to six minutes where i hadn't breathed and my nurse daughter told me that's very few people live certainly not without any type of uh mental capacity being obstructed but right, they, this is the way they told me, and I thought it was interesting and uh, important. In fact, in that once, when they the group in the circle praying, as soon as they said "Amen," they said, "I <laughs> took a breath," and uh, and that that's fabulous. But that didn't last for very long, uh, and then I went unconscious again. EMTs wound up with the paddles and so on and so forth, and um, I again wasn't conscious to recognize what happened, but this is what happened when I woke up. I, uh, it, as it were, I was in the hospital from what I recall. And that um, I just kind of had come to real slowly. Like I, I just, I could hear things going on. I could uh, sense that I'm, I'm back in and it was it was shocking and one of the things I heard was, we're not going to be able to, I don't think I can save this guy. We're going to have to just patch him up and discuss it or whatever.
0: Let me just interject a question or two here. So I assume you don't remember, except for that little part in the hospital, you don't remember passing out people praying over you that everybody told you that later?
1: Yes, that's that's the experience is on its way. Okay. So Um, you
0: were, you were not breathing for six minutes. And then did that happen again on the way to the hospital or just the one time?
1: Presumably. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't there to to know, um, that I had, I was kind of in and out. Um, again, you have to keep fully in mind that I was the state I was in my body was most of my organs are already shut down. And, and, uh, and, you know, sometimes in the old days, we could barely get a little bit on our radio when we're twisting the dial. That's yeah. You could, I could get a little sense. As I think about it, I think something happened there now that I remember, but it's so foggy. Uh, I, I couldn't really make heads or tails out of, it, but I recognize that, Somebody had seen me, or, or or even when they were rushing me in on the stretcher, uh, little tiny bits and pieces of that. But my wife and kids, everybody, have to fill me in from that point uh, on on where I was physically.
0: So, and just to give people an idea, people that don't know you, what about what age were you when this happened?
1: Fifty-five.
0: Yeah, so you were young.
1: Yeah, you know, it was five and a half years ago. I was I was young, but I, I also was very active all my life and continue to be. Um, but I was ninety eight percent blocked. By, uh, the docs, you know, there's that's what's the widow maker. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you could not even be walking, let alone play pickleball or, or doing any of those things. What happens with the, the beauty of it? With and this might help people who are having heart trouble or wondering about it. Uh be keeping so active all my life, my doctors, cardiologists would later say, You your your body created its own veins to survive. And those were based on the the muscles and effort that you put in and uh, your lung capacity and what have you. So I was able to sustain my life when I shouldn't have been, partially Mm. because exercising that took place prior to that.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so you wake up in the hospital. Do you immediately remember what had happened?
1: You know, I I did. It, that was irrelevant, what had happened, really. Okay. At this point, I knew that I had collapsed to some degree, but the main, the whole focus for me right there was that I'm not moving, I'm on my back, it's dark and cold. And somebody just told somebody, presumably a doctor, they probably aren't going to live. And uh later I found out I had about three percent chance to live at that point from the doctors. And 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 then it dawned on me, oh my word, my worst nightmare. That's this is me. I'm I'm coming to the recognition. This mm-hmm. is uh they can't fix me. Um my my blood pressure really must have shot up. I I didn't. I was so frightened. I say it's like when you're a child and you have a bad dream. You wake up and you're pipe. I couldn't stop it. It was just there. It was uh, the most fright maybe I can remember in my life, and it was an awful, awful feeling. And I thought to myself, it was kind of like in the Ebenezer Scrooge, Scrooge looking at his own tombstone. And I'm thinking, why? I can't believe. Why am I in this spot? It's this this horror of it all, and why? If I'm gonna die. Why did I even come back to live? That type of thing. That's the last of the the thoughts I had prior to the experience that I had.
0: Hmm. Okay. Go ahead and keep going. This is, <laughs> I'm just wondering what's next. Now, did you have surgery after this? Well, no, we're, I'm still in.
1: I'm still on the gurney and there's still, you know, I'm still in mid surgery. Uh, the pain, the fright, and all those things were there. I don't know what the time length was. Could have been a, a you know a couple of minutes of fear. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit longer. I, I don't. I don't. I I can't quantify that. But what happened at that very point is something that um, I'd heard before of. I never followed near death experiences really before. I knew people claimed them. I didn't care one way or another. Um, I didn't. Uh, but uh, one of the one of the things I often heard are this whiteness and not. Uh, the period is I had time to consider these things later. But I'll tell you what, the key factors, um, the fright and the darkness and the pain and the the uh, uh fear, all those types of things, uh, were were gone. And I didn't sit around thinking, hey, these things are gone. I sat, I thought, what? What? I'm laying there on my back without any. Problem in the world, no, no concerns, no fears. I was feeling so incredible that oftentimes, it, we, you know, when we think about it, shows or something, I would I, I counted at the time I had eleven grandkids. I thought I and, and most of the time in life, I'd have a hard time. You know, I knew them all and love them all and very close to them all, but it take me a couple a little bit to okay. There's Reesey, there's Ali. That there. I rambled through all of them, all eleven of them. Very quickly. And the thought came to my mind I'm fully cognizant. And then I heard in my ears that same Holy Ghost, the only other words I had uh, heard in the uh, actual words, audio wise many, many dear souls are praying for you. And at that very moment, as I'm laying there on my back in this euphoria, and I'm sure I had a smile on my face like I have right now. It's happened five and a half years ago, but easily could have been five and a half minutes ago. I'm telling you, I felt um, uh, when I heard many, many dear souls praying for you. The first thing that happened there, a second later, I jumped in and started praying for me, too. And then it, whatever that means, I get it. I get nobody knows. And then, as I'm laying there, uh, at that very moment, I felt prayers physically coming up through the back of my my back and through my chest. And everybody's saying, "What do you mean? What? How do you describe that?" And I will tell you without question. That's exactly what I was thinking there, because I knew this. This. How am I ever going to tell people how this feels to have prayers going through your body? So, feeling the prayers is something that nobody can understand or quantify. I get that. I, at least I've never heard of it. And I don't think, had this not happened to me, I'd ever be discussing or trying to talk about such a thing that, that I don't know how to quantify in the first place. Nevertheless, I felt them going through my body. I know that um, there's a purpose for it. And it was a great lesson for me and should be for everybody. Clearly, the whole point of this was that prayers are answered, every one in the real. But at that time, then the illumination turned into an absolute, uh, utter understanding through the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, that God, the Eternal Father and Jesus Christ, that that, that, while I didn't see them, and it took me a couple of days, took me time to realize, my wife said, you saw them? I said, yeah, that's really, that's, kind of, that's interesting. I didn't see them, but I didn't have to. They were there. That presence was there. I, my, my belief is that any of us in this type of situation uh, could feel that way. It's, I'm not saying that, well, it's Joe DeVeren is some special guy. Um, in that moment, that's, that's what happened. And it was the most wonderful thing that you could possibly imagine. I felt like answers to all my questions, anything was there. And it was just beautiful. It was the harmony at its highest. And who am I to receive that? Who are any of us to receive that? But it's uh, it's real, and it was bright, and it was just the most spectacular thing you can think of.
0: It's I've as I've been doing a lot of these interviews, um, quite a few people have said, "I know they were there, or I know Jesus was there." And then when they're asked, "Well, did you see him?" Very often it's, um, it's no, but I, I knew they were there. I, I felt it. I just knew it. I didn't need to see them. I didn't need to hear them talking. I knew they were there. And I, and I wonder what, what that is. Is there some familiarity that we have based on maybe being with them before we came to this earth life that we remember? Did you feel anything like that?
1: Well, what my whole feeling is that, uh, against for everybody on the planet and everybody's ever lived, the gift of the Holy Ghost is the most powerful influence there can possibly be. When you're in that presence, there are no lies. There's no... Everything I'm saying here, let me preface too by saying it's 100% either what I live, what I felt, truly what I believe. There are things that I could say that we're kind of on the periphery of what this discussion might be and might be even considered exciting to some people, I don't say it. Unless I know exactly what I'm talking about, then I I leave it aside. So whatever I say, you can trust and believe. Um, And to me, it's uh, a great lesson for everybody on the planet, certainly Christians, to know that the Holy Ghost is there for a reason. Our Comforter. We read throughout the, uh, the the Bible of 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 his calling, his position. He can bless you to know these things and be my conduit, as it were, to Jesus Christ, God the Eternal Father, and uh, and they do live, and they live for everybody. It's 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 going to it. It happened to me once. Here I am, five and a half years later. But it's going to happen to me again. And at this point, and from from then on, there's no fear of death. When I read about uh, the apostles in, in the, the New Testament, in particular, where there's no sting in death, there isn't. look forward to it um, in its appropriate time.
0: And that I hear from every person I talk to. Everybody says, I am not afraid of death anymore. I used to be, and I'm not anymore.
1: It's, it's the most grand thing. I, I've had countless people of so many different Christian religions Uh, The monsignor of the Catholic Church, the head of the entire Catholic Church, um, asked me to speak with 1,200 parishioners and and talk to them. And somebody said, well, you're not Catholic. I said, well, I love the Catholic people. But more importantly, what happened here transcends any religion, even if you don't believe in religion at all. Um, This happened. There's no denying it. There's I haven't refused anybody a conversation. Not that I don't, I, you know, I have high respect for you, getting to know you and appreciate you and uh in the audience that you would have. Um, but this is for everybody on the planet. We all want to know what happens. There isn't one person born. When you're born, you you're there, you know that. But you don't know where you're going, do you? You don't know when, but you don't more importantly, you don't know if there's a place to go, where you're going, or what. You ha- what do you have to do to get there? And uh, and I do, and that's my whole point of this. There's somebody there in charge of this whole universe. Everything we know um, times a billion and trillions is out there, and uh, we're going to have a part of that, and it's going to be a big part of it.
0: Wow, that's amazing. It's kind of mind-blowing to think about all of that. Tell me, w- when you were having this experience, do you remember seeing anything else, feeling, hearing, anything?
1: That's an important thing for everybody, and uh, and this part was a little bit hazy. Um, but w- what what I what I do say is, I think I saw as many as ten people, and I know I saw. I just didn't know the exact number, and it was brief. And to me, it was like it, there were people of uh, presumably every religion, every nationality, and so, I, granted, I put put in many, many, many hours. Uh, breaking all this down and as far as that part is concerned it's for everybody there's not hey you guys are more important they're more important that group is more important now um everybody in the world is critical to god the father and and returning to him is critical and that's that's what it's all about so yes i did see various other people and and uh the one of the other great questions i have and that you know i've spoken to college graduations and and the uh, state conventions and, and keynote speakers and one of the things one question that a lot of times pops up is did you have a chance i mean so what happened why did you go did you come why obviously you're alive what happened at that point and and my my real answer is at one point which would have been at the very end of this the feeling was that and my, my mind, placed in my mind, as though I was being spoken to, do you, would, do you want to stay here then or, or go, return? And all I did, I didn't say because I wanted to, to stay there, be honest with you, uh, on the one hand, who wouldn't? Um, but on the other hand, I, I'd say, well, my wife and my kids and my grandkids, as soon as I even thought that, it was over. Uh, that's when I returned to that table. Um, as far as my cognizant uh, being uh, life is concerned, if you will, and that's when I was back in great physical harm.
0: Yeah, and what did that feel like? Some some people have told me that they feel um, even upset or disappointed or other kinds of emotions when they come back. How did you feel?
1: Well, um, I th- it, we were saying I I was also told. The, the thing that really saved me in that respect, I was told um, I would make a full recovery. So as I returned is like, Oh, that's good. That's good. That's a, my family. I got to get to my family. And uh, most of them by that point were either. I had a couple of daughters who were visiting with their families in, uh, in Denver and they, they heard of it and flying back in tears. And my parents flying down from Montana in tears and a brother and and uh, all my grandchildren, everybody was convening on this this hospital to try to get there before I died um, again or, or what have you. Um, so I, I just had that feeling that I'm going to make it. That's good. You know, I can cut the chase. I, I'm not as worried as all these other people are. Um, just simply because of, I absolutely trusted that I would make a full recovery. The problem was... Um, you you have three things the way I look at it. you as your spirit, which is most important. But then you have your mental capacity, and then you have your physical side. Physically and mentally, I was shocked. I was just shocked. And in it, um, they took me into the room. Um, like my, my two sons came in and gave a blessing to me. And my daughter or uh, my wife was there, um, and they prayed for me. And some of the things my son prayed about. Um or some of the things i I just had heard, which is miraculous because I couldn't even speak and hadn't even spoken to him then or, or before, except a brief hi. Um, but as the hours went on, they did get me back to my room. And before I really got to, I think, get spend a lot of time with my family, um the chief cardiologist came into the room and I said, Oh, good, because I knew him. I worked with him. And and I he was the head of the hospital and he came in and, uh, how you feel, Joe? And I told him, well, I'm glad I'm over this. And he said, well, you aren't over this. Uh, he'd tell you this, you got about a three or 4% chance to live. So that was shocking and painful. And I'm all back in the, the worldly things. And, uh, it was a miserable week because it took a week before they even thought my heart would be, uh, okay enough to, to actually do surgery. on. Huh?
0: How long was your recovery after that?
1: uh when you when you actually die um they, they told me then don't plan on being serious about work or anything for a year or two um and all oh, that doesn't you know and i was always i would already pretty bad then but i thought it, it was a that was an awful prognosis the, the fact that i think I, I might live and they didn't even know that from that point but there were it was a lot better opportunity to live than it was uh before the operation um it was, we, we, again, if you die, it's, it's one thing to have a heart attack, they tell me, you know, they can go into a stent or maybe even do the bypass if they, if they need to. But if you died, then your whole body had died and your body has to learn to live again, if that makes any sense to some degree. And, and uh, that includes your organs. A lot of my organs were negatively affected as a result of this and, and maybe forever, or at least the remainder of this life. Um, is, that doesn't, I, I have, I did, uh, in some period of time, there was a time where my doctor said, yeah, you're, you're back to normal. So that, that took care of that, uh, message from the Holy Spirit that yes, I will make a full recovery. Now I, I run mile. I don't ever get tired. I have got no physical problem at this time whatsoever. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but right now I'm in as good a shape as I did when I was a 25 year old. Uh, which i hadn't felt since i was 25 um and so there are no linger lingering problems physically um it took i couldn't get back to work till six or eight months and then even that it was really difficult my my mind was slow we went out to try to do a, a top golf thing one time and i couldn't even hit the ball this was um, you know a couple of months and months after i the, the operation it, it took my whole body had to to regroup but uh my 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 certainly my my chest needed to heal on all those things, my heart needed a lot of healing and my uh mental side mentally i needed a lot of healing cuz your brain you know that was a lot of time without oxygen and there's just a lot of factors that were involved in there but uh i can assure you now that i feel fabulous and uh, in 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 all ways so and people said, somebody asked me within a week or two Was I, I, I couldn't move in the hospital the whole week before the surgery wires throughout my body. I've got a picture of my wife holding my hand and and uh, I'm just consumed with all of this, this medical uh, things that they had to do as far as poking me with not everything. Anyway, um, somebody asked me a great question. I said, you know what, look at you, you're, you're miserable and <laughs> it's going to be months if you even live through it and. And, uh would you go through that again because this person I can can see confided in uh, within about a week I was able to start talking more uh, about what had happened and I said absolutely what I learned um uh, there's there's no replacement for it. Uh, I don't know why I felt guilty at the time that I would have because I'm not I'm nothing special um there's a lot of people on my block that are better men than I am. Um, but I know that it did happen for a reason. And one of them is just what we're doing, uh, this afternoon here, not talking about what I can talk about. I'm not talking for any leaders of any church. I'm just saying what I know. And, uh, in that word is for everybody And the word is it's the greatest news of all time.
0: What else did you learn? You said you learned a lot of things.
1: Um, I, I, I learned that life is precious. Obviously. I learned that I, um, any little, I go up to people. I, and I still do. And, uh, for, for, for years after, um, uh, giving a hug and saying, you know what, I don't know if you remember this time or not. I am so sorry. I'm just sorry. Um, as far as going back to what had happened, um, People people said to me, you know, um, what was it like, you know, be in the presence of, of, of the Savior? And, and my, my feeling was um, the Savior loves us, he totally loves us at all. The only guilt or only negative thing about that whole experience was that, and this is key to this whole thing, I, in my in my opinion, and I was one who lived it, and I'd never lie about this. Um is is the savior himself. that he was he ne- negative toward me? Was he, for my sins and those type of things, is what I should say. Not at all. Not in the least. The only one who has a problem um, with your sins is you. I feel guilty. I thought, oh my goodness, I, I should have done look all of this that's going on, and I'm receiving and that will receive, and it's all completely true and real. And I could have been such a, and I don't think I was a, you know, I wasn't a, a, a bad person by by most standards. I think I tried to do a pretty good life, even at that. The smallest things will will worry you and seem to be bright red. So if you're asking what I, the other thing I learned is that clear up anything, go to people, lo- love everybody roger Um I got a new, I've got a uh, Facebook page with like 7,000 people on it. And it's just devoted, not, not just one religion, it's multi uh, religion devoted to people, helping people and me doing what I can to help those people. I don't feel like I better do that. Or I'm going to be cursed. I feel like, uh, I want, when I go back next time, I want to feel great about going there. And I don't want to have anything on my mind and so whether it was my family, um, which we all get along great, but there are still a lot of things that I could have done a lot better. Um, and my my neighbors and people from my past and even childhood or whatever, you feel like you need to go apologize. Maybe it's their fault. Maybe it was both of your fault. It doesn't matter. You go and clear it up. And if they don't accept that, that's fine. But what I found was that the high number of people I went to, um, there were times where I was just about in tears and they were in tears and it's no other way except uh, invoking the spirit that way. Can you actually feel that joy of of overcoming uh, negatives from the past? And I think not only are you going to not worry, about, not have a problem with that when you die, you're going to be even better knowing that you, you took care of things the way they should. And perhaps that's the biggest thing. And, uh, aside from the fact that knowing that we're going to live after this, that everybody should Take, take to heart and realize that that's, you know, life is precious in that there's just a little bit of time. Go do it. Humble yourself up and, and correct things.
0: So when you were in that, I'll call it a place, I, I don't know exactly where you were.
1: I, I don't know where to quantify where I was really either. Um, physically, I must have still been there, but I was out. Uh, I wasn't there. So it's, you know, you can take that. I don't know. So I wouldn't suspect anybody else could know. Uh, All I know it was real. I was cognizant and it was uh, in a different element than certainly than I was experiencing until I was returned to that element. And it was beautiful. One thing that really struck me after one of my TV appearances, I went to the store right after or at some point after and and a woman of uh, uh, Middle East descent. Um, came right up to me uh, and and grabbed my shoulder and said, I just saw you on the news. I believe every word you said. And really at that time, it was still close enough to when it happened. I didn't even, yeah, it, I kind of have that, that's, I was so happy for, but yes, of course you would believe it's real, but that doesn't mean everybody would. And in that type of thing, I just, uh, to me, it's so real. I didn't even didn't even talk dawn on me. somebody. <laughs> right. Believe that, you know, that type of thing.
0: Well, and everybody describes their experience a little bit different and their experiences probably were different. And anyway, but this is a forum here where we don't judge any of that, you know, whatever, whatever happened to somebody happened to somebody. And that's how we look at it. And, and everybody seems to come away with some kind of positive experience from it. And and you, amazingly positive kinds of experiences if there were anything else that you'd want to talk about in in summary that that we should that we should all learn from what happened to you what would that be
1: um i think just uh, our conversation is a microcosm of of what everything that went on but the point is um change your life if in in some people can say like oh, I a pretty good guy, and hey, you might have been a good guy or a good woman or a good child or a good. Girl. Improve, um, seek the spirit. That if I'm sitting there laying there and I was saved by the Holy Ghost, that's the most wonderful message there possibly is. Uh, people can contact me if they want to know more personal insight about uh, religion or what what areas I think would be better primarily the beginning is to the, the, the old thing I'm going to go back and make today, the first day of the rest of my life. You don't know if you're going to live past tomorrow, uh, or today. Um, but if you live 30 or 40 years more or 50 or hundred, whatever, um, that's valuable, extremely valuable time. There's not a second to lose. Uh, every moment should be dedicated to the day, the moment that I'm going to pass on. And that's that's a wonderful thing in all respects, because everything you do then will be pleasant, positive and joyous to yourself and to people. And you'll live longer because you're happier and you have all these these feelings of, uh, you know, the the joyful ones that you came to the surf to have in the first place. Um, Make 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 a plan for yourself to, you know, start out with Ten Commandments if, if you want, wherever you need to. Um, just just go toward and recognize whatever the spirit, wherever it directs you as you pray, where does it take me and go there to a positive place. I also uh, worked for the American Heart Association. I didn't receive pay, but I have been able to help a lot of people about probably 10 different people out of the many more who came to me uh, were actually experiencing either heart attacks at that very moment. And they're asking me, what does it feel like? And I sent them right to the hospital um or or probably needed to stand at some point or different thing or in some cases they were just fine it was was, uh anxieties or whatever but um there's that's another side to it is to gosh don't let your heart go to waste like i did because you probably i'm one one in a million uh people are going to survive what i i did um and, and not have any problems or, or, or what have you. Uh, so that's the other side of this. Keep, keep a good check on your heart. That's the way most people are going to die in this life.
0: I just have a couple other things you mentioned early on that your feeling of euphoria. I don't know if there's enough adjectives to describe that, but can you t- give us a little more insight on what that was like?
1: I welcome. I love the chance a question like that. And I thank you, Eric. Um, can I give a lot more into it? No, probably not. But it's the fact that you go from this abject horror, dark, negative. I'm going to die. Everything. It's it's perfectly the the, the 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 adversary in the heavens, and there was no doubt about it. One is awful. One wants you to do things that are wrong, feel bad, hate, fright, scare. The other is the exact opposite the polar opposite and when you say euphoria i didn't it, it was only after i left it there i really i i experienced i was into it and it was like yay
0: oh wow look
1: at this oh thank you it you're real all these people are praying for me you know i i all of these things were just and again the, the stark contrast of the dark made it even that much better um, to have that joy. I I recognize fully what euphoria was, every sense of that word. And all I can do is to assume that as soon as we all die, that's going to happen again. Now, there are going to be things we're going to have to rectify, we're going to have to confront uh, about our life, maybe that we didn't do right or could have done better, so and so forth. That's not going to, in my opinion, that's not going to take away from this wonderful joyous feeling we're going to have, um, and, and I think we're going to want to, if we, you know, there are people who do some awful things in this life, they're going to want to be able to make amends for that, and uh, and it won't always be easy, it'll be really difficult, and that will taint, you know, if you have a recognition of heaven, most people would probably live a lot better life in this life so maybe that's what i'm here for the, the heavens want you to come in there clean and happy and uh ready to go and uh and and, and enjoy all those things but that joy i felt was like nothing else that i would felt in the earth i don't even think it's possible in life to feel that way so again that's look forward to it that's that's the greatest thing you can imagine
0: so the complete complete opposite of the fear that a lot of people have of death yeah i think right? is what you're explaining here yes because think, in, instead of being afraid it's something to shout for joy about
1: yes it's it's a plan set up by god the eternal father without question he's allowing you are you going to go up, go through your life and and only want you know boats and parties and women and and drinks and and things like that or are you going to, uh, and not that all those things are wrong. I'm just saying, are you going to put all your, that's all I want is to pursue things that make me pleasurable. Because if that's the case, then you're going to run into a brick wall and that's death and you can't run it. You can't avoid it. It's going to be there. And then you're going, if you haven't rectified things in your life here, you're going to have to deal with that. And it's not going to be pretty afterwards. So, um, he, he allows us that that's, those are the wages of sin, I guess, you know, is that, that we hear about and, and, and read about. And then that's true that, um, if you don't turn your life around, um, as much as you possibly can, you, nobody has to be perfect and you don't have, you should never get mentally stressed because I'm not being perfect enough, like, ever do the very best you can and uh, and then you won't have. Then then you, the spirit will make it real clear to you as you s- smooth go into the next life. Regardless of how your death comes about, um, there'll there'll be that that great joy.
0: That's amazing. Just one last thing, I'm I'm trying to fully internalize some the thing that you said about feeling prayer. I've yeah. heard I've heard I, people uh, you know throughout my life in church or wherever, you know, thank you for the prayers. I felt your prayers, but I always thought that was just more of a, uh, you know, kind of a nebulous thing that we don't actually feel physically. You're saying that this was more of a physical thing. Explain that.
1: I'm going to pat you on the back, um, and, and be grateful that, and I'm grateful you asked it in that way because nobody ever really did that way. And maybe I didn't totally explain myself in that way. Um but but the truth is as you as way I interpret it from from what your question is, the truth is both those things are true. And I shouldn't be taking away from I when I have, I still have real uh wonderful spiritual experience. I have since this happened and I had before. Nothing is overwhelming and uh sheer fire or I'm not sure is it dramatic. Is, is what happened in, in that situation there, and, and illuminating in that finding these these things so factually. But um, when the spirit takes over me, it could be in church or it could be in a situation, even with a friend that I apologize to. So what, whatever, when whenever the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit wants to invoke or is able to invoke Himself into your life, because you allowed it, you, you did the things that would um, precipitate allowing the Holy ghost to come into your life and be a big part of it. Whenever you do that, you feel wonderful. You feel, and, and I suppose it happens different for other people. I've had, I've had people frankly said, I've never felt the Holy ghost, even religious people. And so I think that on the one hand there, that it's a great spiritual gift. Um, and some people do feel it more than others. Most people at one time or another, if they put themselves in that position, uh, are good. And if doing all that they can and helping and 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 uh, and praising the Lord in whatever fashion that they can will feel a good feeling, and it comes in so many ways. Now, when you talk about in that the experience I had, what um, was singular in that um, it when, when I when I was in that death, when I was in and out, the, the feeling of feeling prayers physically—that's different than fearing feeling prayers spiritually and and maybe there maybe maybe the physical part is, is is both but i've never felt physically prior to that and i haven't since um that's why i laid there on the on the bed in whatever they're doing i don't know what they're doing sew me up or whatever that the uh the 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 emergency cardiologist was doing trying to save my life at uh, at the hospital um, who said later in a TV, they, one of the TV stations interviewed him He said he was dead he was absolutely, he was dead, <laughs> you know, um, and rarely does somebody come back from that type thing. Um, I did, I don't, when I, when I th- try to think about what that felt as I laying there, I couldn't put it into words. So how can I now, except it was real. I did feel him going through my bodies. It's not the same as. This great spiritual feelings we 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 have so often, maybe every day, and sometimes very strong. Um, it wasn't. It was a combination of that and feeling something going through me, uh, wherever you think that might be. It, it's invisible, but I still, you know, it still went through my body, and right. in a painful way, and in a joyful, spectacular way.
0: And that was the part that stuck out to me, that it was more than just spiritual, it was a physical feeling that you had. Uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, Joe Wren, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. Uh, I'm sure I'll come up with 100 more questions later and our paths will cross again, but thank you very much.
1: I'm here anytime for you or anybody in the audience. You can find me on Facebook or what have you. It's Joe David Wren on Facebook. And so I, I wish you the very best in the entire audience. I say God bless you. Contact me if you need, but uh, live life knowing that it's going to end at some point And uh, you're going to have to be responsible for the good or the bad, whatever the consequence might be uh, in your life.
0: If you've had a round-trip death experience and would like to share it with us, we would love to hear from you. Send an email to me, eric at roundtripdeath.com. And lastly, if you've found this program uplifting, if it's given you just a little more hope in the future, share it with a friend, rate us five stars, and be sure to visit roundtripdeath.com. Until then, I wish you everything good that you're looking for in this life and the next.